Hello and welcome to the Diction Police. I'm your host, Ellen Rissinger, an American vocal coach accompanist on the music staff of the Zemperoper in Dresden, Germany. Russian Diction is back this week with baritone Dmitry Vargin discussing the text to Anyegin's aria. The last time we discussed Russian diction, I said that we'd focus more on those unstressed O's, so that's what we're doing. We talk about O in the stressed position, and what it sounds like when it comes before the stressed syllable and after. So I've already admitted my TV addiction, and last week was the finale of America's Next Top Model. It got me to remembering my pageant days. When I was in high school and college, I was in several locals for the Miss America pageant, and in 1991, I was actually crowned Miss Berks County and went on to the Miss Pennsylvania pageant. But when I got there, there was a lot of cattiness, snide comments, and, and generally a patronizing attitude. Basically, from day one, people would say to me, well, it's only your first time, so it's okay that you're not going to do so great. I was really hurt, I was upset, terrified, and mostly I wanted all the girls who were so mean to do badly. And I let it get to me. Without a piano to practice on for almost a week, I froze up right before my performance because of something one of the other pianists said. I got through it, but it certainly wasn't up to my standard of playing. The reason Top Model made me think of that was because one of the girls kept saying, good, she's in a bad mood, things aren't going well for her, so maybe I can win this now. And she seemed to egg on the other girl's bad mood. Unfortunately, since we're in such a subjective business, sometimes these situations come up. Thankfully, far less than the exaggerated artistic characters on television would have us believe. But once in a while it does, and then we have the choice of how we react to it. Try to remember when something like this happens to you, that it all stems from insecurity. We're all insecure about something, all of us, and we all get jealous of some things and some people. If you find yourself in a situation where someone's being catty to you, try to see it from their side. Look and see if you can figure out what the other person's insecurity is before you take what they say too personally. Over the years, I've learned one big life lesson. I never want anyone to do badly, even the people I don't particularly get along with. I find that if I'm thinking on those lines, I don't perform at my best. It's that simple. So now, when I go into any audition, I sincerely root for everyone else to do their best too. If I hear them practicing, I congratulate them on the things that I like especially if I'm jealous of something that they do well, and I wish them, wish them luck as they go in. Call it what you want, karma, fate, manifestation, but going into the situation like that always makes me play my best. You can think of it as being collegial or mature or however you want. I just think it keeps me grounded in the reality that we're all here trying to make music, that we all have good and bad days, and that deep down we all want the same thing. It also has the added bonus that when I've gotten the job, I know it's because I actually deserved it, and not because someone else had a bad day. I'll post a link to the text for today at the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. Don't forget the the. Our text for today is Yevgenia Nyegin's aria Kagda Bijizn Damashnim Krugam, starting from the recitative. Dimitri didn't feel comfortable speaking English, and my Russian really isn't good enough to do the interview in it, so his answers here are all in German. Rather than translate it as we went along and disturb the conversational flow, I just cut into the interview as I was editing it, and translated it every few minutes. 
So since we were speaking Denglish so much, there are some words that you'll hear me say a lot that I kept forgetting to translate. The most important one is betonung. I talk a lot about the betonte Silbe. Betonung is the stress. So betonte Silbe is the stressed syllable. And of course, I didn't translate our ever-present word, genau, which means exactly. Вы мне писали, не отпирайтесь. Я прочел души доверчивые признания, любви невинное излияние. Мне ваша искренность мила. Она в волнение привела давно умолкнувшее чувство. Но вас хвалить я не хочу. Я за нее вам отплачу признанием также без искусства. Примите ж исповедь мою, себя на суд вам отдаю. Когда бы жизнь домашним кругом я ограничить захотел, Когда б мне быть отцом, супругом, приятный жребий повелел, То, верно, кроме вас одной невесты не искал иной. Но я не создан для блаженства, Ему чужда душа моя, напрасны ваши совершенства, их недостоин вовсе я. Поверьте, совесть в том порукой, супружество вам будет, нам будет мукой. Я сколько не любил бы вас, привыкнув, разлюблю тот час. Судите ж вы, какие розы нам заготовит Гименей. И может быть на много дней. Мечтам и годом нет возврата, Ах, нет возврата, Не обновлю души моей. Я вас люблю любовью брата, Любовью брата, Или может быть еще сильней, Или может быть, Или может быть еще, еще сильней. Послушайте ж меня без гнева, Сменит не раз молодая дева Мечтами, мечтами легкие мечты. That was Dmitry Vagin reading Onyegin's aria. And I thought this week we'd concentrate on O's in Russian, because when an O is, is the strong syllable, then it's really an O, right? Yes. So, right. But when it's not betoned, when it's not the stressed syllable, let's uh, write at the very beginning, in the very first line of the recitative. Yeah, не отпирайтесь, не отпирайтесь. Да гейх айфах цу бетону, цу не отпирайтесь. Чайковский хат зея шоен гешривен, дас ман дас нихт фальш махан кан айгентли. Ава, вэн их вы мне писали не отпирайтесь, дан вюд их дизас вот бетоном. Yeah. So a real a real uh, R sound. But nicht dass man denkt oh da ist eine Betonung. So it's a really it's really a pickup, it's really an auftakt. Yes. What Dmitri's saying is that Tchaikovsky did a great job of setting the text so that the music already heads toward the stressed syllable of the word. And in this case, the first letter of the word atpirayet should be closer to an a sound. If you would sing it as 
ot pirayet, it would give the wrong stressed syllable, as well as giving the word itself too much emphasis. Okay, okay, then in, actually in the next little line we get an unbetoned o, and then we get the yu vowel. Я прочел души доверчивой. Yeah, so you can really hear that before before that that stress syllable. It's almost really an ah. Wenn ich a sage, dann Признание. Das ist ein a. Признание. Aber прочел ist irgendwie es fließt durch. Also es es ist ein Mix zwischen a und o und e. So habe ich das Gefühl. Я прочел души доверчивой признание. Да, там, там были бы признание. Я. Für Russen ist also dieser A, wenn ich äh, wirklich äh, dann zu diesem Presnaya so, so offen, so, so klar das sage, ja. denke ich, äh, dass das jetzt ein bisschen A klingt. <lacht> denke ich auch Presnaya, dass ich das, dieses A auch runden muss. So a little rounder. Ja, rounder. Wir haben Russen auch Probleme mit, mit, mit diesem äh, A. Also wenn ich A singen muss, dann... Ist es dann so A? Ah. Also, ja, dann ein Mix sein, wo es äh, gleichmäßig, also alles äh, kommt, ja? Ja. Rather than seeing it as a pure A ah sound, which would become too bright, this unstressed O is more of a mix between A, ah, O, and open E. For Russians, the bright A ah is too bright, so the A ah vowel should be just a little rounder. We get a lot, we get the word for she, like he, she, it, all of those, we get those a lot. And here we have... Because there we can Anna. really, we can really hear the O, Anna. that unbetoned O, that unstressed O, right before an A vowel, and it's just a tiny bit rounder, you're right. Yeah, yeah, and we can really hear the co the comparison between the two. And then, of course, the next line, then we actually do get a strong O, and we have a bright A in front of it. Давно умолкнувшее чувство. Yeah, давно is clear, it's betoned O, it's clear O. Yeah, because the O is stressed. Yeah, I would say it's so, so, when when man A denkt by unbetoned O, man A denkt, it's quite right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And actually, there's the the letter that looks to Americans like H O, which means but in Russian. That one is not one that will ever unstress, right? That will never be na. That will always be no. No, no, was хвалить я не хочу. Yeah, weil es ist ein 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 also das ist aber. Yeah. Es es hängt nicht zusammen mit no was. Yeah. No, was хвалить я не хочу. Yeah. Yeah, so this, this stands alone by itself, yeah. And at the end of that line, then we get another word we hear a lot. Хочу. Хвалить я не хочу. Хочу. Yeah, das ist auch. Also, unbetonte. O ist A. Но вас хвалить я не хочу. Yeah, so, and it feels like, it sounds like that before the stress syllable, a lot of times it's going to be almost a real A. It seems that way. Also, ich, ich würde vorschlagen, dass, dass man dieses unbetonte O äh, immer diese dunkle, dunklere A nimmt. Ja. Yeah. Dann ist es homogen. Also, wenn wir zum Beispiel 
sogar ein Viertel haben auf einen unbetonten Ton. Ja. Dann müssen wir das auch äh, irgendwie, äh, zum Beispiel Hachu. Ich sage nicht Hachu, sondern Hachu. Im Raum von A, aber so dunklere A. Ja, yeah, so it doesn't get really bright on you. Da darf nicht im Hals stecken bleiben, aber es muss nicht äh, äh, so offen, äh, wie, wie, keine Ahnung. Exactly, with, with your tongue sticking out, like I just got the visual of a... <laughs> Ja, da ist vorbei. Ja. You can hear in the word for she, Anna, that the unstressed O is very close to the A, but in the word Davno, since the O is stressed, it's a real O sound. So you can hear that comparison as well. And if you think A by that unstressed O, you're probably going to be right. The word No which to anyone used to the Roman alphabet looks like H-O, ho, <laughs> will never be unstressed because the word itself, which means but, is an independent conjunction that doesn't modify anything, so it will always be a phonetic O. Dimitri always also suggests that for these unstressed O's before the stressed syllable, that we use a dark A, especially in cases where it must be extended in the music, and definitely not the bright A. Okay, so that's sort of the O's before the stress syllable, but we also get tons of them after it. And in the in the aria proper, we get we get that in the at the end of the first verse, krugam. Krugam is das gleiche. Also krugam. When I krugam, that is schon ein anderes Wort. Krugam heißt es rundherum. Oh. Krugam. We müssen einfach sehen, dass das dieses U ganz schön lang ist, ja. wie, wie, wie bei Mozart, weißt du, abfrastieren. Ja. Kruger, ja. Das, das, das ist nicht äh, Kruger, weil oh, da stehen zwei Viertel. Ja. Und äh, da, da, da muss man einfach wissen, dass es nicht gleich betont ist. Когда бы жизнь домашним yeah. Exactly. So you come away from that last syllable the same way you would in Mozart. Yeah, es ist so ähnlich. Yeah. Ich bin sicher, dass Tchaikovsky hat auch von Mozart viel gelernt. Probably. Und ja, er hat das wunderbar alles komponiert, dass man immer, wenn es eine betonte A oder O, es kommt immer auf Schlag. Also dann muss man also nicht so viel nachdenken. Right. With Krugam, it's almost the same thing. Dimitri said to be careful not to say Krugom, which means around or completely. And that's actually an important tip. The book, Russian Songs and Arias, does transcribe this word as Krugom. So if you're using that as a reference, make sure to pencil in that correction. We have to be sure that the U is very long and then come off it, like in Mozart. Krugam. Again, the stressed syllables were very carefully set by Tchaikovsky, so you don't have to work too hard to figure out what the stress of the word is. Okay, okay so we had Krugam, and we have the same thing with Suprugam, right? Yeah. Es ist alles Verse, ja? Also, äh, wenn man das, also die erste Phrase richtig gemacht hat, <laughs> muss man nur so also gleich aufbauen, die zweite. Когда бы жизнь домашним кругом я ограничить захотел. Когда бы мне быть отцом супругом, приятный жребий повелел. Also, 
Angewicht. Exactly. Then we have the next sentence, and again we have we have a T-O, and then we have an unbeto. The next word has an unstressed O. Ah, to. Yeah, here is this to. Er sagt, wenn ich mich in einem Familienkreis begrenzt sein möchte, oder ich, wenn, wenn ich eine Familie äh, haben wollte mhm. oder würde, dann, also dieser Tor ist dann, ah. äh, würd, würde ich niemanden mehr heiraten als dich, weißt du? Dann würde ich keine andere Braut nehmen als dich. Aha. Weißt du? Ja, yeah. so that makes this Tor, this Tor becomes very important yeah. then. Ja, ja. Da, 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 da muss man einfach also auf diesem To äh, als äh, Wendepunkt. Since it's all in rhyming verse, all we have to do is get it right the first time and then follow the same pattern. As for the To, Anjegin says, if I were to have a family, then I would take no other wife but you. And the word To is the then, which makes it the turning point in the sentence. Because of that, it's strong and will maintain its phonetic O. Okay, so we have to and then we have Vierna. To, Vierna, yeah. This Vierna is a geschlossene E. Vierna and to, Vierna, kromi was. This B is wie P. Yeah. To, Vierna, kromi was, adnoi, nivesti, niskalenoi. Vierna und nivesti, so gleiche geschlossene E. An der Stelle ist genau das, also er merkt, dass er erstmal nur über sich geredet hat und er ist eigentlich sehr, also ehren, also gut erzogener Mann. Ja. Er möchte immer also im Mittelpunkt stehen, aber trotzdem er hat Manieren und er möchte an der Stelle sozusagen sofort ihr sagen, aber weißt du, mit dir... Also Niveste Niskalino, ich würde keine Braut mehr suchen, also nur dich würde ich dann nehmen. Ja. An meiner Seite. Ja. Aber er meint nicht hier, also die Liebe, weißt du, die Liebe existiert für ihn an dem Moment überhaupt nicht. Ja. Er hat das nur im dritten Akt verstanden. Exactly, when he's been alone for his whole life and finally realizes it. In the phrase Toviernap, the consonant Be, which looks a little like a rounded lowercase b or even a little bit like a delta, at the end will become an unvoiced p. And you can hear the sound for the e's in vierna and nivieste. Dimitri finds that in that moment, Anjigin realizes that he's only talked about himself. But as a well-groomed man, he tries to be more polite and say that if he were to marry, he would only take her, Tatiana. But he still doesn't mean that he loves her. He only realizes that in the third act. We also have personal pronouns. Ему чужда душа моя. Also in diesem Fall, чужда ist ein altes Wort. Überhaupt, also dieser Satz ist also von Pushkin, weißt du, 18. Jahrhundert. Die Phrase davor, но я не создан для блаженства, ему, also bezieht sich auf diese Blaženstvo. Ja? Okay. Mm -hmm. ich, ich, ich bin nicht für ähm, Blaschenster ist äh, also irgendwas super geiles Gefühl, weißt du? Äh, Chuschda ist äh, fremd. Nimu Chuschda Dushamaya. Naprasne vaše Savershenstva. Okay, and there, okay, that last word that you just said, there that 
CO, the SO at the beginning, is very, 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 very far away from the betonte silba, from the, the stressed syllable. Savershenstva. So it is almost an A again. It still feels very A-ish, right, doesn't it? Напрасны ваши совершенства. Зенга, oder Coach, wissen, dass dieser A muss ein bisschen dunkler gefährt sein. Weil wenn man совершенство ist falsch, weißt du? Ja. Совершенство. Wenn es aus den also eine Richtung hat zu Betonung, diesem Wort weiterhin. Wie gesagt, mir ist es einfach. Es ist meine Muttersprache. That's the whole point. But that's, I mean, that's the great thing. The point is to really hear what native speakers say. So this is, this is, you know, that that's what we want to hear because it is different when it's your native tongue. English. Sagen wir Amerikaner, also wenn ich Amerikaner höre, wie die das machen, also in Russischen dann super. Also die lernen das perfekt. Also ich habe das also als einen deutschen Bariton oder einen amerikanischen Bariton mit Russischen. Da, da, da versteht man äh, so amerikanischen viel mehr. Ich glaube, es, es liegt auch an den äh, Vokalen und Konsonanten, was, äh, was äh, Eng Englisch betrifft. Weißt yeah. du? Weil ihr habt auch diese A, O, U. Also Franzosen können auch sehr gut auf Russisch. Mm -hmm. Weil es gibt auch diese J, W, J, Ö, Ü. Weißt du, yeah. es gibt auch... Also, a, lot of the, a lot of the same sounds, die viele von den gleichen Klängen. Ja, ja. Also, für mich ist auch viel einfacher, von allen Fremdsprachen auf Französisch zu singen. Ja. Weil ich, ich merke, ähm, also, also das, das, das ganze Apparat wird hier so, sofort konzentriert durch diese Na Na Nasale, damit ich nicht springen soll. Also ich, ich bleibe immer da. Ja. Und diese Konstanten, also ist genau wie in Russen. Und alles dann... First of all, I should have said possessive pronouns, not personal pronouns. What Dmitri was saying was that the word chujda is an older 18th century word that Pushkin used, and that the word yemu refers to the word blazenstva, which means bliss. In a word like savirzhenstva, we get an unstressed o that's very far away from the stressed syllable. Singers and coaches should know that this vowel has to be even a little darker. Of course, it's easy for him because it's Dimitri's native language, but he went on to say that Americans and French speakers tend to handle the Russian very well, probably because we have so many of the same sounds. As a Russian, it's easiest for him to sing in French for the same reason. <laughs> So that zaga is, uh, it's almost the same sound, zagatovit. Yeah. Nam zagatovit gimenei. Yeah. And then the next line, nam noga. I možet bit nam noga dnei. Yeah, it feels like when it's unstressed after the vowel, it's even a little bit darker than when it's before this, the stressed syllable. Ich glaube, es liegt an, an dem, dass, dass man... Als Endsilber, dieser Kruger ist Endsilber. Ja. Und hier ist äh, vor, vor dem Betonten, weißt du? Ja. Sagatovit. Äh, hier spricht man einfach Sagatovit. Also ich glaube, mehr, mehr A. Mehr, also ja. 
because yeah, because it stays it stays seems to stay in the line then better, and the other one is sort of more schwa-y. Yeah, also vielleicht it's genauso wie mache, no no nicht e, sondern also mit a, genau das gleiche Prinzip. Yeah. Krugam, Krugam. Weißt du, da, es darf nicht sagen Krugam, Krugam. Weißt du, so, so eine also, Figur. Ja, yeah, so that, that it goes down. Ja. Ja. Das ist nicht, nicht äh, betont nach oben. Krugam. Sagatovit. Äh, Sagat. Weißt du? Diese Vorbereitung ist hier, ich gehe mit diesem O zu Betonung, also nächste Silbe ist Beton. Ja. Deswegen sage ich nicht Sagatovit, weißt du? Right. Sagatovit, ich, ich gehe da, 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 da. Ja, so it can be a little brighter on its way there, so es kann ein bisschen heller sein und unterwegs dann. Genau. Ja. It seems like when the unstressed O is before the stressed syllable, it has a lot more of an ah to it because it's got to stay in the line to get to that stressed syllable. When the unstressed O is after the stressed syllable, it's very similar to a German schwa, but with more of an ah color to it rather than an e, eh, as in the word mache. Okay, and I only had one other question that came up as you were singing. Right at the end, the second, okay, the last thing. That's what I wanted to ask. So basically, Danke. like a ch in German, almost. Yeah. Lochkie. Yeah. Ich bin wach. Yeah. Weißt? Und ich wach, wach. Lochkie. Yeah. So it's really that the x, yeah. the the achlaut, that backwards, the back form of the ch. Lochkie mitstüda. The last point that we made was in reference to the letters ge and ka, the g and the k, coming together in the word jochkie. In all honesty, I can't remember whether this always happens when g and k, when, when ge and ka are together in Russian, but I will make it a point to find out now. In any case, here the ge, which looks like a gamma, functions phonetically just like the achlaut, so a phonetic x. You might have noticed that I made a big point out of the two-letter words with an O, that they were strong, real, phonetic O's. That's because there are also many two-letter words with an O in Russian that will become unstressed, depending on how they function in the sentence. We had seen in Tatiana's aria, she says, Что со мной? And later on, Savremnyem. The Sa is actually spelled S-O, which looks like C-O. But because it's the preposition with, and always needs an object, its weak function unstresses the word and therefore the syllable. On the other hand, strong words like but, which is no, or then, which is to, will maintain that strong o. And I also wanted to point out that there is a slight difference between unstressed o's before the stressed syllable and the ones after it. The o's before the stress tend to be slightly more aish than the ones at the ends of words. Here you can hear more clearly what Dimitri means by a mixture of a, o, and open e. The reason I wanted to point this out is because, as we've said before, there are two schools of thought on Russian diction. And the book Russian Songs and Arias transcribes these post-stressed o's as a schwa. They also transcribe many unstressed a's as a schwa, too. 
However, you'll notice that every Russian I've talked to pronounces these distinctly closer to an ah than what we think of as a schwa. This is one of the main reasons that the symbol for the diction police is a schwa with a prohibition sign over it, to remind us that not all schwas are created equal. My Russian diction teacher, Kenneth Griffiths, had us transcribe post-stressed O's and any pre-stressed O that's more than one syllable away from the stress as a schwa with a small arrow leading up to an open O, just to remind us that this Russian schwa has an O as its root, not an E like in German, nor a like in English. And although you'll see stressed O's transcribed as closed, I learned that they should be open O. This keeps me from confusing the Russian O with the German closed O, which is considerably more closed. One last thing, not to pick on the book Russian Songs and Arias, but there is one other typo in this aria in it. If you're learning it from the text here, note that on page 141, the seventh verse, third to last word, in their transcription they flip the stressed syllable. It's not gadam, as they have it transcribed, but godam. Dimitri Vargin was born in Samarkand, Uzbekistan. He studied at the Hochschule für Musik in Hamburg, Germany, and has been fest at the Deutsche Oper am Rhein in Düsseldorf since 2005. In 2007, he was Uzbekistan's contestant in the Cardiff Singer of the World competition, and he's appeared throughout Germany, including the Hamburg Staatsoper and the Komische Oper Berlin. He's scheduled to make his Gleinborn debut in 2013, and even has an entry by the blog Barahunks. Just as we were about to hang up on Skype, Dimitri said that one of the most important things about foreigners singing in Russian is how they handle the L's, so I asked him to repeat it on tape. That, that it's a front L, that it's a nice soft front L. Yeah, when we are in Onegin, Lublu, auch Lublu, nicht Lublu, was die Deutschen sagen. Yeah. Manche, also, die denken, dass wir Russen immer so sagen. Nein, Lublu, dann ist, wenn ich auf Französisch Lui, Lui sage, dann ist es genau wie Lublu. Weißt du, nur ich gehe nicht in the other direction, yeah, exactly. What he was saying was that foreigners think that Russians always use that back O, but there is also a softer front L. His example was with the word Lublu and the French word Lui, which I thought was really clever. Basically, he said the L's are the same in both words, and that Lublu is just Lui turned around a little bit. Just as a reminder, an L will either be front or back, or you can say soft or hard, depending on the letter that comes after it. If it's followed by the soft sign or one of the soft vowels, which are ya, which looks like a backwards R, ye, which looks like an E, e, which looks like a squared off U, yo, which looks like an E with an umlaut, or U, which looks like a key, it'll be the soft L that he was comparing with the French lui. If it's followed by anything else, another consonant, a hard vowel, or if it's at the end of the word, then it'll be that back L, like we heard early on in the episode in the word Zahatiel. And that's all for today. 
If you'd like to know more about Dmitri Vargin, or if you have any questions or comments for me, Ellen Rissinger, please visit the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please go to iTunes and give it a high rating so that others can find it and benefit from it. Thanks for listening. See you next week.